like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. We have the incredible good fortune to have Ashley Mazanik here today for Song of the Soul. Wow, you're going to love her music and her energy, and all the more so because Ashley is a song worth carrying with you every day because of content. Ashley's songs are about things that matter in the big picture, and even when she's focusing on small things, she sings the big. Truly, folks, this is art, beauty and depth seamlessly combined. Ashley's big concern is earth care, climate change, and our place on the planet. But that's not all. And did I mention great music? She's performed and toured with Inspired Flight and performs now with the Altruists and Solo. And Ashley Mazanik now joins us via Skype from Encinitas, California. Ashley, I'm really excited to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you, Mark. I'm super excited to be here. Since we're talking over Skype, I get to see the area just outside your little house. Tell me a little bit about the farm you live on, the little house that you're part of. I live on an eco-urban farm. We are beyond organic, so that means we don't even use any kind of even organic pesticides. And we are such an anomaly for Encinitas because we are a mile at most from the ocean. We can see it from here. And yet we're able to grow everything everything you could possibly need from the produce section of a grocery store right here on the farm. And, of course, we have goats and chickens and cats and dogs as well. So there's a main house, and then I'm here with my tiny house and my boyfriend, and we do some work outside in the yard, you know, plant peas and harvest tomatoes and fix up the rows and whatnot, pick avocados when, when we need a little something. And how long have you been there? We've only been here about two months, so it's all very, very new. And you have a farm. I mean, you're growing all these things. Do you know how to farm? I mean, is, or is this new for you? So farming has been a part of my life for a number of years. Everywhere I've lived, I have started a garden, I'd say, for the last maybe seven years of my life because it's such a rewarding thing to do. And granted, in the beginning, you kill every other thing that you plant. Uh, but <laughs> eventually, you learn how to keep it alive and you learn how to read the signs on the plant. And of course, we have our farmer, Laurel, who's just incredible. She she can teach anyone anything. She's She's a wealth of knowledge. She's been farming since she was a little girl and literally was living on this property when the 5 freeway was built. So she has a history under her belt. She knows the ecology here, and she knows how to grow everything. Encinitas is quite a destination, especially for people in the Buddhist community. We have the Self-Realization Fellowship in Swami's Beach, which is a legendary surf spot. 
I run there every single day. It's about a one and a half mile jog for me. And yeah, walking distance from just about everything. My boyfriend's four blocks away, goes to work uh, just right down the road. Well, that sounds like perfect location. You didn't want an eight-bedroom mansion? No, to be honest with you, it, it brings me great joy to be living on a property with other humans. I do like community, and of course, we have our own separate space here in the tiny house. But I love that the emphasis is to be outside and to be working together. We have a couple of artists and residents on property, Sharon Belknap and um, a woman named Catherine. And they come and they mosaic and they do paintings and whatnot. So I get to run into really beautiful, wonderful people right here on the property but then I also get to have a really small footprint. And, of course, part of our, our goals are to have things like solar panels, you know, providing 100% of our electricity. We're in San Diego. That should be pretty easy. And we'd like to do rain catchment. Of course, our roof is relatively small. But water in Southern California is a continuous and will continue to be a major issue. So, yeah, it's, it's all part of sort of the master vision of how I see myself living in general. I'd love to pass this idea on to a number of people. Eco-villages have been coming up in conversation recently because a lot of millennials and also retiring people are interested in living a more communal life that also provides a little bit stronger connection to our environment, whether that means gardening or just having a beautiful space outside. I think it's a growing trend. And the other part of your life that we're going to be dealing with, since this is Song of the Soul, is music. You released a CD not terribly long ago called Let's Talk About the Weather. That means something different in Minnesota than it does maybe for you. I mean, some people, let's talk about the weather is a way to avoid talking about what's really going on. And for you? Yeah, for me, it was just a natural instinct to turn that phrase on its head because weather these days is sort of the gateway conversation to talking about general climate trends. And of course, climate scientists would be very specific and they'd say climate is this much bigger thing. Weather is sort of the day-to-day -day operations, but of course, they're related to each other. The greater climate trends are affecting our weather patterns. It, it actually does affect the way that we farm. It affects our water supplies, which we're, we've become very used to having you know, certain rain patterns. Patterns. And, and so naturally, you know, our infrastructure is important to consider when we're talking about wider climate changes and then also how the government is going to handle immigration due to climate change and other sort of stresses on our general population, whether it be because it's agriculture or it be because, you know, maybe a lack of jobs. The terms, let's talk about the weather, the phrasing is sort of a playful approach to to just remind people that we are in really interesting times. Things have changed. Climate is changing, and it's worth talking about. And, of course, the album discusses other topics well beyond climate change, including post-traumatic stress disorder, immigration, other heavy topics that are nothing like talking about the weather. You know, that's it's kind of ironic. But, you know, we're in a different world than we were 100 years ago. Well, let's get started with your Song of the Soul. Which song do you want to share first? Well, I'm happy to share about Let's Talk About the Weather first. So, this is the title track. I don't know how the album came together for you. Did this song originate first, or was it just clearly at the center of the message? It really was at the center of the message. Most of my songs come to me during sleep, and I actually remember my dreams, and I'll, I'll try and figure out a song that I hear in my sleep and hopefully express it as I heard it. And let's talk about the weather I definitely crafted to be a catchy, tongue-in-cheek approach to talking about climate change, because it's something that does keep me awake at night. It's something that, you know, I feel like it's my burden to bear. 
but it's our joy to listen to. Here is Let's Talk About the Weather by Ashley Mazanik. You know that it's coming. I play with my hands. Resolve to sit on them. Breathing when I can. I Talk about the weather
can't believe how fortunate we are today to have Ashley Masanik here today for Song of the Soul. That song, Let's Talk About the Weather, title track of her recent CD. Are you the kind of person that when I meet you, you know, to strike up a conversation, we should start talking about uh, climate change, economics, immigration? Are those the first topics that you meet? I mean, is that how you serenaded your boyfriend? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I, I mean, I'm very much a product of sort of the Southern California life. I mean, I, I surf, I do yoga, I love to get outside. I mean, I'm I love to get the visceral pleasures out of life, but the reality is I feel like our way of life is threatened, and we are in the very prestigious space of California where we're very protected, you know, we're a huge booming economy, but the reality is most places in the world don't have this incredible buffer, and they do have to bear the elements, and they can't necessarily just up and immigrate or hop on a plane and go somewhere else. So, yeah, let's talk about the weather is sort of... It's invaded everything I do. It's turned into an event series, actually. And, and not only do I sing about it, but now I'm starting a podcast sort of about the eco arts and engaging in creative conversations on these topics. And in that song, you say one of the last verses of something about not wanting to go to Mars. You're a pretty committed worker for the planet. It's not just, well, this would be nice, or here's what I'm going to do for myself. You're an evangelical, a climate evangelical, or a social change evangelical. You perform with a group called the Altruists. You really labeled yourself. Yeah, I'm definitely an activist. I feel like this planet is perfectly made to accommodate life, right? I mean, it's the blue planet. It has water. It has everything we could possibly need. And there are some people that are really excited about this idea that we're going to go and live somewhere else. And although I don't completely contend that idea, the amount of fossil fuel and energy it's going to take to even somewhat possibly bridge the even inkling that that's even possible, the amount of work and energy it's going to take, we need to start, I feel, by rebalancing where we're at with this perfect planet Earth. Maybe then go from there in terms of talking about things like geoengineering and, and going to Mars. Before we got on the air, you told me that you are an economics nerd. What do you mean by the phrase economics nerd? That our economy is the single most powerful unifying force that we all subscribe to. According to Richard Norgard of UC Berkeley, it's the biggest faith-based system in the entire world. So we create our economy every day. We decide whether we're going to buy into an idea. We decide, you know, how markets are going to work, you know, interest rates, all of that. We create our economic reality. And actually in the song Power to the People, when I say there's an end to a means, what I'm insinuating is that our means, which is capitalism, has an end in sight. And the reason I feel so strongly about that is because starting at age 17, when I took my first economics course in high school, I asked the teacher, okay, capitalism depends on a growing economy. How does that make sense? Because we are a living planet after all, we're, we're alive. And any living being that grows and grows and grows indefinitely, would, we would say something like, that sounds like cancer. That sounds like maybe it's out of balance. 
And the reality is no economics professor or parents or anyone in my life could answer how is it possible that we would indefinitely grow. And, of course, many years went by before I started discovering people like Herman Daly, Dietz, Dan O'Neill, and some of these amazing thinkers who have started to delve into the idea of growth. And the reality that, first of all, it's not making us happy in developed countries to continuously grow. It is the biggest policy initiative that's happened since World War II. It's everything we do in the U.S. is, A, we got to grow, we got to grow our economy, economic growth is good, jobs, da, 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 da. Instead of looking at health, instead of looking at our connections to each other, instead of making sure we have the things that we need and that we have a quality of life, we are judging all those things wrapped up into one single metric, typically GDP. And unfortunately, GDP goes up with things like crime. It can go up with, I mean, things like war are good for GDP. And I think most of us would agree that war isn't necessarily good for the human condition, for human health, for human quality of life. Just because it's good for the economy doesn't mean we should do it. And so those are the types of conversations I really enjoy delving into when it comes to economics. And all of that is related to your song, Power to the People. Would now be an appropriate time to share that? Absolutely, yes. Yeah, Power to the People is a song that I wrote while I was working for a very large international corporation. You know, I was at the bottom of the rung, sort of doing some blog management and social media, digital stuff. And it was really miserable to me in that situation. I, I, I was very unhappy. I know some people do find happiness in the corporate world. But it was brutal to me, and I, I felt like it was all the ethos of all of it was to grow profit, to grow wealth, to grow the economy. And it all came back to this theme that has just been reoccurring in my life, which is that I don't think that growth is the answer. I think there are better metrics to determine whether we're living good lives. And if we start measuring that way, I think we're able to make more progress. In fact, I think there's the gross national happiness is something in Bhutan. What a wonderful economic nerd singing to us today about <laughs> power to the people. This is Ashley Masanic. When you know your best isn't good enough and you're paralyzed from no owing to There's an end to a meets, there's an end to a meets I'm disappointed in what we've bought I'm disappointed in what I'm not When I think about where I thought I'd be There's an end to a meets, there's an end to a Who's 
another song from Ashley Mazanik's recording. Let's talk about the weather. You're going to find that on her website, ashleymazanik.com. If you don't know how to spell any of those words, come via nordenspiritradio.org. I have a sense that, you know, that chorus, Power to the People, to Feel Not So Bad, I wonder if that's connected with uh, resigning your post. Was this your resignation letter? Yeah, well, after about two years, I started thinking that a really nice way out of doing the corporate life was going to graduate school. So I very quickly, um, upon some encouragement from my boyfriend, started applying to what I thought was going to be multiple graduate schools. I contacted Herman Daly, who was at the forefront of the degrowth movement, and he actually told me that there were multiple schools that are doing studies on this concept of in economics called steady state economics or degrowth economics. And I was going to apply to all of these international schools, and what ended up happening is I got into a relationship, and I said, you know, UCSD is right there, and if I can get in there, I think I would just stay in San Diego because my family's here, my boyfriend's here, my community is here and and lo and behold I, I got in with a scholarship I couldn't have been happier and so I was able to uh, to find my end to a means if you will and skip out on the corporate world for just a little longer and of course since then I've worked for the government doing climate action plan implementation which was very enlightening as well and at the moment I'm doing more of my own freelance eco entertainments whether it be music events speaking very much got out of the corporate world. So where are you in your graduate studies? I am on leave. I've taken the year off. Um, I took one year last year. The program is called Global Policy and Strategy, and of course my emphasis is international environmental policy. We did take economics classes, and of course degrowth and steady state economics was not mentioned because we don't actually we, we consider in the curriculum at most schools economics is almost they almost treat it like a hard science they're like these are the rules this is how it works and good luck with trying to bring in ecological systems which of course most of us commonsensically know that our economy depends on our ecology it depends on things like natural processes that produce oil that produce food that produce water that produce air clearly we can't survive without some of these basic ingredients and you certainly can't have an economy if you don't have a planet that's functioning but in economics we ignore all of that even when you talk about things like recycling they kind of look at you like huh well we don't really account for that in gdp and you're like, well, eventually a circular economy or an economy that's working truly efficiently would be reusing things like plastics. You wouldn't continuously extract them. So why aren't we giving credence to that? Why aren't we giving credit to that within the discipline of economics? Absolutely. And now you're taking a year leave. Your CD came out previously. You must have been working very hard on it while you were in graduate school. Was this maybe a master's thesis kind of thing? No, I wish I could have combined it with my studies. I finished recording the album just before I started graduate school, and it did take a while for the production and mastering and the album artwork to be complete. So I was able to release it during my first year of graduate school, and since then I've been very, very active. Well, while I was in school, I wasn't so active, but now that I have a chance to sort of take a moment, I'm able to get out there and, and do some festivals. And Yesterday we did a big corporate gig with the altruists, and that kind of thing. Well, tell me about the altruists. Who are they besides you? So I started the group The Altruists because I love collaboration. 
There's a book called Altruism that I highly recommend to just about anyone, especially anyone that has sort of a spiritual side or is searching maybe for something like that. But it does talk actually about economics in this book. Not only does it talk about the anthropology of compassion, but it talks about the economics of compassion and how we have an economic system that encourages competition, encourages selfishness, and in fact, rewards sociopaths. There are many compassionate people that have done very well for themselves, but you cannot ignore the fact that the system itself does not reward cooperation nearly enough. And so the book Altruism is a great start in terms of wrapping your head around sort of what I'm talking about in terms of designing an economy that rewards good behavior, kind behavior, and behavior that actually keeps our environment in balance for future generations and also for current generations. I'll add it to my reading list. So let's go on with some more of your music right away. You've got some great, great, great songs. And it's so amazing that you have such deep musical talent. Is this talent that goes back to your cradle? Yeah, I, we got a piano when I was four, lessons started at five. I started writing music when I was about 10. And of course, I didn't know I was writing music, but a nanny told me, oh, where did that come from? You know, I think I think that came from you because I've never heard that song before. From there, I, I did perform with a group called Inspired Flight, and that took me on a tour across various places in the U.S., and we did things like Lightning in a Bottle and South by Southwest and some beautiful, wonderful festivals. And since then, I've delved into some of my own writings a bit more and went ahead and produced those for Let's Talk About the Weather, which is my first completed album. done a lot of recording with other people and other types of projects, but this is the first one that I feel like represents me. Well, then give us another glimpse. Which song would you like to share? I'll gladly talk about Fronteras. So suddenly this song has become incredibly relevant in current politics. But last or in 2014, I used to listen to NPR on my 40-minute drive to my corporate job. And every morning I would listen to the news and catch up. And I remember hearing about all of these people that had arrived via Mexico from Central America, actually, that were trying to get into the U.S. And it was there were all these rallies happening, people trying to keep them out and protesting that, that they shouldn't be welcome here or can't come here. And I dug a little bit deeper. I was like thinking that this is not the whole story. And why are they here, really? Because there was a lot of talk about gang violence and crime. And, of course, that's the story we hear about a lot of what takes place um, south of the border. And, of course, once I dug a little deeper, it did not surprise me at all that Central America America, and I believe it was Honduras, I'm not sure which other countries, but there were some serious droughts taking place that were essentially driving people out of their country because they weren't able to feed themselves. Very similar to the situation in Syria before it turned to civil war. When you don't have water and you don't have food and you don't have a government that can help to provide that, whether it be because they're corrupt or because they just don't have the means, and you can't immigrate you know, of course there's going to be dramatic social problems. That's sort of why I'm calling out borders as being these really interesting social creations, because any animal would leave if there was no food supply or no water supply. We would never fault a bird for flying somewhere else where, you know, where the space was more inhabitable, yet human beings, you know, we corral around and we keep them, you know, in their various countries. I just thought it was an interesting topic and something that, emotionally moved me. And so Fronteras is about just borders in general. And there's a line in that song, you know, there are no countries, just mistakes. Because I do feel on some level that it's almost by accident that the borders are where they are. And a lot of that is the result of war. It's a result of injustice. 
oppression and violence that otherwise we're still saluting to instead of being as compassionate as we can. And I'm not necessarily saying we need to open our borders and just everybody floods into the U.S., although I'm not not saying that either. But I do think that there is a way that we could be more compassionate to people that are in these dire situations, you know, whether they are officially refugees or not, because honestly, we're having more climate refugees, which they don't actually fall under the label refugee. We have no special accommodations for people who are losing their islands due to sea level rise or people that can no longer grow food or no longer have water. So this song is a testament to that and, and a hope that we can raise attention to this issue and address it with a little bit more compassion. It's Fronteras by Ashley Masanik. I wouldn't wish this on my worst enemy. I do what's right. All the wells are going dry, dry they say, but not tonight. These walls make Everest look like pawns in a shop, they've been high. I've been around a thousand years and I might stay here and fight.
wow, what a difference if the immigrants coming across our border heard the message, welcome to my country, dear darling. Another beautiful song, and that also is from Let's Talk About the Weather. Ashley Masanik's CD came out last year, and finally we're catching up with her. This is Song of the Soul, and Ashley Masanik is my guest. This is a Northern Spirit Radio production on the web, northernspiritradio.org, where you'll find more than 11 years of our programs for free listening and download. You'll find links to our guests, so Masanik, which is spelled M-A-Z-A-N-E, Again, if you're spelling challenged the way I am, come to the NordenSpiritRadio.org website and find links to Ashley and all of our other guests. And there's also a place to post comments. And we love two-way communication. That's really, really important to us. Post a comment when you visit. There's also a place to donate. This full-time work is supported by your donations, not by government and not by corporations. It's because you believe this program should continue. But even more important than donating to Northern Spirit Radio is to support your local community radio station. Local media is so absolutely essential. We need a strong, vibrant local voice. So please start by supporting them. Ashley Mazanik is the guest here, as I said, for Song of the Soul. This is clearly passion lived out through songs for changing the world. I'm just so thankful that you could join us today, Ashley. Let's go on to some of your music right away. You know, the clock ticks far too fast in the Western world. What do we share next? Let's talk about possible. Okay. And the possible is larger than we can imagine. By the way, you mentioned earlier people with spiritual outlook have a particularly fruitful home there. Could you talk a little bit about your religious spiritual past and present? What is your spiritual vision? It's very connected to this planet, I can tell you that much. I was raised Catholic, and since being raised Catholic, I've definitely left any kind of denomination. My own spirituality, I think, comes across in service. I do things like I volunteer with the San Diego Water Protectors. I'm involved with San Diego 350 and a number of other nonprofit groups. Here in San Diego, North County Eco Alliance, I'll be helping to run their eco art for their eco fest coming up. So my my spirituality comes across, I think, mainly in service and compassion through service. And of course, I do have a meditation practice. I do enjoy practicing yoga. I believe that it is my duty to help to safeguard our well-being on this planet. And if you had to identify your spiritual community, who's got your back and you've got their back? Who is that community? Well, at the moment, I'm spending a lot of time with the San Diego Water Protectors. And, of course, their organization originated in standing behind the Standing Rock situation because there's an oil pipeline that is almost completed, and there's a lot of controversy around it. And, and of course, the possibility of there being an oil spill that ruins the water. We live in interesting times where anyone would pick oil over water, especially considering that that oil is part of the reason that our, our planet is heating. I think if you ask most, especially younger people, they would say, yeah, let's invest in renewables. You know, let's invest in clean energy. It's easy to say economics comes in here yet, and we were talking about that before. Solar, actually, solar voltaic is now, I think, cheaper than electricity produced other ways. So right. it, it should be a no-brainer at this point. And of course, all this comes back to policy, because we forget how much we subsidize oil. And we subsidize big agriculture, which we forget big agriculture uses fossil fuel fertilizers. And so if you're literally pumping money into these old fossil fuels and not adapting to sort of the new economy and the new direction, 
then you are holding us back. So I, I am definitely an advocate for at least leveling the playing field by taking money out of the pockets of the past, the oil, the, the coal, you know, the things that clearly are not sustainable. Let's just take our money out of there, even if we can't put that money into renewables. But ideally, we would. We would put our money into renewables. And then it wouldn't even be a question. Again, this is an example of our economy is what we make it. You know, I was kind of distracting you from where I asked you to go to share the next song. You said possible, but maybe we've talked about that a bit, too. I don't know. Yes, anything is possible. I mean, this song is very uplifting. It's a very joyful song. I think that's why it's caught on in sort of the corporate sphere. If you walk into a TJ Maxx or an Abercrombie Kids or a couple of other Hershey's stores like that, you might hear this song because it's just a very uplifting, crafted song that is meant to make you feel like, you can do anything, because you can. Of course, there are going to be days and maybe even years where you feel like, I am stuck. But if you just keep a little bit of that positivity and really let yourself dream and imagine, I challenge you, take that leap of faith, and you'll be surprised at what you find. It's uplifting to me. Here it is, Possible, by Ashley Masanic. I can't let you
My dreams are possible, possible. Folks, I love, love, love that song by Ashley Mazanik. Her website, ashleymazanik.com. Any questions on spelling, come via northernspiritradio.org. Also from her recording, Let's Talk About the Weather. You are such a joyful, fun, playful person. Thank you. And you're so committed to changing the world. That is a really great conjunction. I've met people who really want to change the world, but they get dour about it. Do you have your dour, cloudy moments? Absolutely. And I, I think part of when I was working, you know, 40 to 50 hour work week, going to my corporate job every day and not really finding a purpose in that, I think I did sink into a bit of a, a funk where I was just, I was doing a lot of reading and sort of imagining of what the future could hold, but I wasn't active. And I think until you're active in a community where you're sharing your ideas, it's easy to be prone to, to just feeling defeated. So coming together and creating that sense of community, whether you're serving or you're an activist, or even if you're just showing up, it really can make all the difference. One thing that strikes me about your leaving your corporate job is that probably your gross national happiness index soared on that departure. You've got this year that you've taken off from pursuing your master's degree. Are there other plans ahead for you? I mean, in particular, it's a do or die time in terms of dealing with things like climate change, that we need to make our changes now because the wrecking ball is going to hit soon enough. Are there other things on your agenda to move you in that direction? I think the activism is where it's at for me right now. And when I say activism, that comes out in a number of forms. But one of the reasons I'm not in school right now is I feel such an overwhelming sense of urgency to be vocal to be out there in the public eye. We just hosted a water protectors divestment parade. We made it as entertaining and fun as it possibly could be. But we were on Channel 10 and, you know, we did get a little bit of news coverage. But those types of activities, you know, and asking for specific things, not necessarily marching in the streets just because we're mad, although that's okay too, but actually having specific requests and contacting companies and, you know, being very social right now and very out there is very important to me because I do feel a strong sense of urgency. And I feel because our federal government clearly is no longer going to be taking up the issue of climate change. And, you know, of course, EPA is who knows what's going to happen with that. We, more than ever as citizens, must bind together and we must do something. Absolutely. Like, there is no more, oh, I'll wait till it's economically feasible. Like, good luck with that. You know, it'll be too late if you wait till it's economically feasible because oil, you know, not to hate on anyone that's specifically in the oil industry, but we can't wait for big oil to decide, oh, yeah, it's bad enough now. I think we'll back off because they're running based on market principles that unfortunately do not serve humans anymore. So it is absolutely urgent. It's absolutely imperative. And in fact, the last song, the second to last song on the album, Warning Call, comes from this sentiment of it could get really, really bad. It could get really, really bad if we let water sources be scarce, if we let our food sources get scarce, social unrest will take over. That is clearly what happens. If you just look around you and you see what happens in other places where we have these dire situations, whether it be water or air or other types of resources, and it's time now to do something about it. If you have to work your corporate job, then after work, go out. 
Go out to a community meeting. Show up. Learn something. Stop watching reality television. You know, turn on a documentary and learn about what's going on in the world. Now is the time. We need everybody on board. And if you're not on board, unfortunately, you might take us all down with you. <laughs> so I'm as much as I want to be encouraging and I want to say your dreams are possible and don't stop. Part of my dream is to raise awareness and empower people to make the changes that they need to make to be a part of the solution and to get our culture in line with nature again, you know, to balance humanity with our planet and our needs and again, find happiness in community. Absolutely. And so, folks, we're speaking here with Ashley Masanek, and I can't imagine, Ashley, someone who's better suited for this. You've got this incredible voice, your piano, your composing ability. You've got an intellect and an ability to express it that's so, so, so deep, obviously, and a passion that fires it incredibly. I am just so, so honored to hear your music and to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Thank you so much, Mark, for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. So, folks, if you don't respond to this warning call that she's going to sing about here to close out Song of the Soul, you're missing out big time. This is Ashley Mazanik, warning call. We'll see you next week for Song of the Soul.
The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy, let in the light, it will heal you. And you can feel you and sing out a song of the soul.